Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Subway Sports Talk special picks podcast for NFL Week 8. Man, the season's flying by, and it's a shame that we're just getting to this right now. Because we should have been doing it since Week 1, if we're being honest. But I say better late than never. And with me right now, to make these picks happen, to make those tickets get cash, Pat Boyle. What's up, man? What's up, baby? Ready to get paid out here this weekend, Halloween. People are going to be spending a lot of money on booze, but we're going to re-up the wallets after this weekend, I guarantee it. That's what it is, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing picks for a few weeks now. Obviously, we do the weekly pod recap slash look forward into the league uh, every single week since week one. We've done it every week. Pat Boyle with Rocco Del Puri for the picks. We don't have Rock, but he's here with us in spirit. Mule is here with us in spirit, but this is Pete and Pat, Pit, Pete and Pat Picks Pot. Pete and Pat's Picks Pot. That's what we're going with for now. Yeah, five times fast. Pete and Pat Picks Pot. <laughs> what we're going to do, and we're going to try to keep this quick. We don't want to waste a lot of time. We're going to get to the picks. Pat has something special for you guys where he has an angle on this whole NFL gambling thing uh, where he loves certain types of teasers, and we alluded to it on the pod. So Pat's picks will be specific, and I'll let him explain his thought process, explain you know how he goes about this uh teaser game that he's playing with gambling and my picks are going to be more straight up single game uh, spread bets more or less and we're going to go from there so pat why don't i give you the floor first off explain your your teaser thought process here why you've been liking them so much and then hit us with your first pick yeah i mean let's be honest pete you know sometimes the just the straight up spread and sometimes it can come down to a crapshoot i mean you can have backdoor soul-wrenching covers against you mm-hmm. And you have a team minus, you know, two and a half or three and a half. They end up winning by two on a late touchdown. That means basically nothing. Um, and and for the most part, I, I think a lot of the times it doesn't really uh, show the true outcome and the true back and forth ebbs and flows of a game. Whereas a teaser, you know, you get six to seven points on the spread. You get six to seven points on the over under. For the most part, I feel like for me, that's that gives you a much better chance of hitting. And, and they're just the same odds. They're even odds, you know, minus 110 max odds, whereas you get a, a single game spread, uh, you know, for the same thing. So. And you're you're mostly going same game tease here. Is that what you're saying? No, yes, they're all the same game. Okay, So it's cool. not teasing two game spreads together. It's one game. You get, on average, six to seven points on the spread, six to seven, maybe sometimes eight points on the over-under. So – if you got a team that's a plus three dog and the over under is 51, most of the times I've been getting them plus nine. And if you think there's going to be a lot of points, tease the over down to 44 or 45. Right. Or vice and I versa. Know, I know with sometimes, the under. you know, for you people out there that aren't too good at math and you're thinking, well, yo, you got to do the, you got to do the spread and the over under. Trust me, I've been hitting these at like a 70% clip. I've, I've hit five primetime games in a row. I honestly, it just feels like you get a much better ch- a chance of analyzing the game if you if you you know get it correct. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, for example, the Falcons on Thursday night would have been the perfect opportunity. They were getting you know depending on when you locked them in, you know early early Thursday was closer to three by game time was one and a half. You could have got them at you know nine or six and a half, seven and a half, whatever that math is right there. Plus the over in the forties rather than the fifties, that would have been a winner. So Patty B, first pick, please. 
Yeah. So again, you know, just a, another example with the Falcons, I got them plus seven and a half and the over under was 52. I know it was going to be raining. The weather wasn't going to be great. So I teased it up to under 59. They obviously won uh, by seven and the under, the under hit easily. Or they won by eight it was a 25, 17. So first pick, let's go to Cincinnati. Let's go to a guy named Joey covers, Joey Ooh. Burrows. He's been covering a lot of spreads. He might cover this one, but again, with the teaser, you can basically get Tennessee down to a pick them. Uh, this line opened at three and a half. It zipped up to six. Uh, most of the, the books are at six and a half now. So I'm going to use the teaser. You can get right now on DraftKings, you can get Tennessee minus one and a half. That's the lowest spread I can get. And the lowest over I can get is 44 and a half. So Titans minus one and a half and over 44 and a half. That gets you minus 107 odds. I think the Titans win the game no matter what. So they basically just have to win by two points or more. And a lot of these teams, as good as defensively as Tennessee is, we've seen Cincinnati put up a decent amount of points, but I think Tennessee controls the ball early. Um, I do think Joe can maybe put up a couple points, but I mean, again, with the way Tennessee has been playing, they're the second, if not the third best team in the AFC. I don't think going on the road to Cincinnati, they're going to have too much trouble. They should win this game pretty comfortably. I like that pick a lot. And that's a spread that I'm not touching too. So that's a good example too. I like the Titans, but I don't like the six and a half because Joe Burrow is the classic backdoor cover quarterback at this moment in time. So I, I love that pick. Uh, I actually thought you were going Bengals. You were going to put their number up and take the over. So you little, little quick one on me there, but I like that yeah. a lot. So you went Titans and the over on the T te- or we in Titans under or Titans over. Titans and the over Titans so and the 45 over 45 points and the Titans to win by two or more. Beautiful. I'm going to keep it uh, nearby in division. I actually have two games that I'm betting in that AFC North right now. I'm going to start with the biggest game of the week. It's the Ravens and the Steelers. And this line has moved a little bit. It's settled in at minus four right now. There was a moment where it was minus three and a half for the Ravens. It opened at minus five for the Ravens. Currently, Friday afternoon, it's minus four. I don't really care. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Everybody is all, you know, so high on on the Steelers and on Big Ben's return and on their defense, and I get all of that. But their competition hasn't been extremely great so far this year. They have a point differential that I heard from a Warren Sharp-led podcast. He's a smart guy in football. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, that their point differential actually would only lead them to approximately four wins. Meanwhile, they're 6-0. and So they've had a bit of luck. They've had an easy schedule. This is the toughest, t- toughest task for them. And most importantly, push all that Steelers stuff behind with the quick passing game and uh, maybe more look like they have more explosiveness than they actually have uh, consistently. The Ravens are coming off a bye. And when I get Harbaugh off a bye, I get Lamar Jackson having to prove a lot still in this league against a division rival that should be a great game. I'm happy the number went down a little bit. I think I've just been seeing too much hype on the Steelers. They're 6-0. and They're not going undefeated. What a great time to get your first loss in division. Hard-fought game, but I do think the Ravens squeak it out by a touchdown. Patty B, back to you. Yeah, and Pete, I'll, I'll continue in that same vein with you because I've got that game as well. And I'm How going the it? other. I'm going the other way, and not that I think necessarily that the Steelers win, but again, the fact that I can get this spread up to ten, I'm going to take the Steelers plus ten, and this is ex- this is expected. There's a seventy percent chance of rain with a ton of wind in Baltimore on Sunday afternoon. The over under is already a little bit low. I'm going to tease it up a little bit more, and I can get the under all the way as high as fifty three and a half. So you can get Steelers plus 10 under 53 and a half. I've never seen the odds this high to allow me to take it, but it's minus 118. 
That's still basically close to even. Oh, yeah. You can get Steelers plus 10 and under 53 and a half. I don't see any way the Steelers lose this game by double digits. I easily think they can win. Pete, we're on the other side of that, but I'm looking at the injury report. And I know Mark Ingram's a little banged up. He might not play on Sunday. And for the most part, again, Steelers are 6-0. and I've loved the way they played. I haven't been all that convinced by Baltimore this season. And I think Tomlin and this front seven is going to have a plan to slow down Lamar Jackson to the point where there's not going to be a ton of points. And the Steelers are going to keep this a close game. And again, with the weather, I don't see any chance how this goes over 53 and a half. So Steelers plus 10, under 53 and a half. That's my pick. I like the thought process there. And there's actually a really good chance we both win this. I also heard about uh, this rivalry in particular. Uh, the average winning difference is around seven points. And that's one of the closest ones we have in the league against uh, division rivals. So the teams who play each other a lot, the the point difference for the winner is just about seven. So there's a really good chance, Pat, that we hit that sweet spot where the Ravens could win by a touchdown, Steelers cover the tees, and we hit the under with the bad weather. All things looking good for me and you that's on that the game. Beauty, that's the beauty of it, dude. These teasers allow sometimes, you know, you're taking the Ravens, I'm taking the Steelers. We could both win, baby. And yeah, and frankly, I have this thing when I bet uh, when you think something makes too much sense or it seems too easy, kind of like the Panthers on Thursday night. I texted my buddies. I was like, yeah, Panthers, way too easy. Can't do it. I hate this pick. I'm taking the Falcons anyway. And that's sometimes what you have to do because Vegas's job is to make a number for you that seems too easy or seems like I have to take, oh, the Steelers are hot. They have the best record in the league. Of course, I'm going to take them uh, getting the points. That's what they want you to think. And it may bite you in the butt, but guess what? I don't care. That's what I'm going with, and I'm sticking to it with the Ravens. Uh, I'm going to stay, and like I said, AFC North heavy for me this time around. I'm staying in the AFC North, and I'm going with the Cleveland Browns, man. Cleveland Browns at home versus the Raiders. It's minus 2.5 right now. I think it might have opened at minus 3, but it's settled in at minus 2.5. You know, the points don't really scare me a ton here. Obviously, you know, you could always lose uh, win by 2, win by 1. Browns are, are, are great for letting you down in that regard, but they have the ability to run the ball as they've shown throughout this season. And now the Odell Beckham factor with his unfortunate injury, Baker Mayfield's numbers have been way better without Odell Beckham. I think that continues. I think they come out against the Raiders team that seems to play the competition. They don't put away the teams they're supposed to beat. They sometimes compete better with teams that uh, they're not supposed to play with. I think this is the perfect storm where the Raiders put out an average, average performance and the Browns can run the ball and roll to a victory by, you know, three to seven points. I think it's a close game, but the Browns come out on top. Yeah, Petey, just that, that is a game that I want zero part of. Well, you're a Browns fan, so you're not, you know, you're not allowed. Exactly. And, <laughs> as a, and as a Browns fan, I'm very worried about how they're going to, you know, come off that win against uh, Cincinnati and, you know, how Oakland, uh, excuse me, Vegas, you know, games they played the Chiefs and they basically blew them out. So not going anywhere near that game, but moving on, uh, I'm going to go to a game where most people will not touch simply because it is the biggest spread probably of the year, and that is the Jets and the Chiefs. Oh, boy. And a normal spread, maybe not touching, but again, the beauty of the teaser, I'm uber confident. I'm pretty confident the Chiefs might cover the 19 and a half. The only thing is if they, you know, put in all their backups right at halftime, which is a very likely case, they might not cover. But again, you get it six points down, and I am super confident that even the Chiefs will have enough motivation to win this game by two touchdowns. So I'm looking right now, Chiefs minus 13 and a half, and I'm certainly not going to take the under just in the off chance the Chiefs put up 50 points themselves. 
Um, so I'm going to go Chiefs minus 13 and a half. And I'm doing this one on the fly because I wasn't sure about it. Yeah, Chiefs minus 13 and a half and over 42. And also, just to add to that, Jamison Crowder just announced to be out most likely. Exactly. For this and that's game. where I was going with that. Pete, they haven't been announced official, uh, some of them, but for the most part, Jets probably won't have Crowder. They are not going to have Brashad Paraman after he got laid out on Sunday. Uh, and they're most likely not even going to have Gore. Uh, and again, the Jets are literally the biggest joke in the NFL. They don't cover spreads. They are the biggest atrocity in this league that this league has to offer. <laughs> I'm confident that even if the Chiefs put in all their backups for the entire game, they could probably win this game by two touchdowns. So this is a no-brainer for me. Chiefs minus 13 and a half, over 42, and a score line of something like 31 to 14 would get it done for you. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I, I mean – you know, Chiefs by two touchdowns seems like it's an automatic, right? Yeah. So then you just got to hope. 28-14 would even push on the over. Right. And then you just got to hope basically that the Jets get on the board at some point to hit that over, right? You just need them to put in one touchdown, which, you know, may not be something you're that confident in, but hey, we'll yeah, see what I, happens. And, and like I say, I, I'm even confident, you know, that the Chiefs could win this. I'm, I'm confident the Chiefs put up 30-plus. Right. So even if the Jets just put up one touchdown, I mean, we could get a 35-7, and you push on the over, and the, and the spread easily hits. So, Absolutely. I mean, that's right. I like that pick, though. Let's move on to my next pick. I, this, And this is a game that I really – it goes against my heart. I, I hate betting on the Colts, and I have a problem betting on the Detroit Lions. I have a problem. I do it all the time. I bet on the Lions. It, you know what? It's actually not as bad as you might think. They do blow it time to time, but they also, like last week against the Falcons, dramatically come back and make that $120 win that I got feel like $100. So that being said, I'm taking the Colts here. I, I heard on a podcast earlier this week that road favorites coming off a bye, the Indianapolis Colts, which are, that is the situation. They're minus two and a half road favorites coming off a bye around 60% against the spread. This is a team where the Colts are just a better all-around team. They're better coached, uh, and they have a better defense. Now, granted, I think Matt Stafford is a better quarterback, but Phil Rivers has the ability to be consistent enough and put his team in a position to win. I think the Lions coming off the dramatic win, having them to likely get another dramatic win uh, doesn't feel fantastic for me this week. I'm going with the Colts. I like that trend there that I heard uh, – uh, from that Warren Sharp podcast again, I'm trying to take all that knowledge from Mr. Sharpman over there. Uh, it wasn't him who said it; it was someone on the, on the pod. I, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Off a of buy again, why not? Colts minus two and a half. I like that pick, and that does seem like a very sensible pick. So, um, you know, people people get excited. The Lions with a big comeback win. It's like, oh, no one gives the Lions credit. This is a must-win for them. If they win, they're in the wild card race, and that's the classic time where the Lions don't show up or or they blow the lead this time. No, I agree. Yes, and then moving on to my next pick, I am going after Mule's boy. I am going headhunting for oh, Tua wow. Tonga-Vailoa. Um, I, I think this spread is low. Um, I think maybe the only reason it's a bit high is because you have the Dolphins coming off back-to-back dominant wins against the Niners with, I mean, we all saw, again, who the true uh, quarterback that, um, oh, geez, I'm blanking on his name, San Francisco's backup quarterback. CJ, dominated against the Jets. C.J. Beathard? No, not even Beathard. Nick who, Mullen? Who, yeah, Mullen. There you go. Dominated, dominated the Jets, and then we saw, you know, the actual type of quarterback he is. They uh, When they played Miami, got – no, actually, that was Garoppolo who played that game. Yeah, Garoppolo was a little banged up with the ankle sprain Garoppolo and whatnot. back with the sprained ankle. Yeah. And so many times quarterback coming off a sprained ankle has the tendency to, to 
Salas passes. He threw two picks. Either way, I think the Dolphins are inflated because of that win and then the 24 nothing win against the Jets. That, they're coming off the bye. Either way, I think the Rams are a much better team to begin with, and I think Tua in his NFL debut is going to find out uh, just how scary good Aaron Donald and this, and this Rams defense is. So, again, using the teaser, Rams are only three-and-a-half-point favorites. I can get them plus two-and-a-half here, which I'm very willing to take. Plus two-and-a-half, and I can get the over at 39. So I will take the Rams plus two-and-a-half over 39. So they can lose this game by two points, and as long as you get a combined 40 points, yeah, this hits. And and you know so, what, too? I'll add to that one just based off of your thought process here. If you really wanted to, a lot of sites and uh, apps allow you to buy a half point or buy another point on top of the teaser. So you can make that six-point teaser a six-and-a-half or a seven-point tease, and then you get the Rams at plus three. And that feels really good to me, right? That feels like a great Absolutely. a great starting point. And uh, like you said, rookie quarterback, how can you really know? How do you tell? They don't typically fare well, against, a, especially against a team with veteran defensive players like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. And what do you think this spread is if Ryan Fitzpatrick's the quarterback? There seems to be a little extra hype, a lot of public love for Tua. It's the perfect time to just go the other way and just go with the team that you think and probably know is better. That's a great point. Love it. Uh, I think this is my last pick. All right, is this my fifth one already, or is this our, my fourth one? You went. I went first, so I've done four. I got one more. Oh, sharks! All right, so I got I got two more then. So here comes this one. This one's tough for me again because it's going against a team that I like to root for, a quarterback who is seemingly unstoppable. But I'm going San Francisco 49ers plus three at Seattle uh, division game. The Seahawks only play ridiculous games. They always come down to the final moment. They, they always have ridiculous swings, as we saw against the Cardinals, as we saw against basically every single game the Seahawks have played for the past, like, three seasons, right? They only play these ridiculous games. I think the Niners are so solid. They run the ball so well. The Seahawks' defense is abysmal. I think what the Niners can do that many teams cannot do is keep the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. I think that leads to either a very close game where the three points come into effect or Pat, Pat, I might throw a shekel on this uh, 49ers money line to combine with it. I think the Niners beat the Seahawks. Seahawks lose two in a row. The NFC West goes, oh, shit. Who's the best team here? That's the sharpest play of the week. I've been looking at all the line movements, and 70 to 75% of the tickets are on Seattle just because they're coming off the loss. They're, you know, they, they don't expect them to lose. We know San Francisco's banged up with the performances they put in. That line has basically stayed at what it is. So that's how you know sharp money's on San Francisco already. We're only on Friday. I like that pick as well. Thank you, sir. And my last pick, I, I'm going to go. I took the – I took one against the Jets. I'm taking the G-Men here oh, Monday night at home. I mean, look, it, it is a it is ridiculous spread in my you opinion. You went what? <laughs> I get, dude, it's a ridiculous spread. It's at 12 right now already. I'm looking – yeah, the Giants are a little banged up. Devonta Freeman might not play. Sterling Shepard might not play. Um, even then, the Giants really don't have a running game to begin with. I think I'm, I, I'm confident Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis are going to be able to fill a patch for Devonta Freeman. It's not like it's Saquon who just went down. Um, and, yeah, Sterling Shepard was a big, big improvement for them uh, in the receiving core when he came back against the Eagles. But even then, uh, this is just way too ridiculous of a spread to me uh, to begin with where I'd probably take the Giants regular. But even then, again, using the power of the tease, 
I can get this to Giants plus 18, and I can get an over of 38 for basically even odds. I mean, look, even if they get routed, I don't think they lose by 18 points. They can lose this game. Uh, I'm trying to do the math in my head real quick. They can lose two touchdowns and a field goal, man. They can lose this game 28 to like 12, 28, 14, and you still cover it pretty easily. So Giants plus 18. Giants haven't really been blown out this year. They haven't been blown out. And, no, they've, uh, they've been competitive, and that's the thing. And, is you know, is the, this the, the all-time game. revenge game for Tom Brady? Every time he faces the Giants, all-time revenge game? I don't know, but I don't think that really comes into play. The Bucks are a well-oiled machine right now. Their defense is their strongest point, and the Giants' offense hasn't proven to be that consistent, but there's these signs and these flashes where even if they have the turnovers, uh, they have the three and outs, they will have those two or three drives that get you points, and you might only need, like you said, Pat, 14 points or 17 points, and the Bucks can drop 30, and you're still a winner. So I, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't mind where your head's at there. I actually, we, on the straight... The team, who was, was our, the team last year that Daniel Jones made his debut against and ran roughshod against on the defense? Was Tampa it Bay. Tampa Bay? It was, it was right? Tampa Bay's defense. Uh, and, I, you know, granted, uh, Todd Bowles is probably going to bring a ton of blitzes. That's okay. I think the Giants hold up again. Pete, they can get crushed in this game, and, and you could still win. So, plus 18, over 38. That's my pick for Monday Night Football. That's great. And uh, you know what? Currently, I'm looking at in my thing. There's actually no line for that game right now. There is some COVID stuff going on, I think, with the Giants, uh, unnamed oh, linebacker sure. or something at the moment. So, who knows, A, if that spread moves. Uh, so, just keep an eye on that. We're recording this on Friday just to make sure all of our bases are covered. And my last pick, dude, it, this is a tough one for me, like, I was obviously we're talking with Mule in our group chat before he's like, yo, Packers all day. I get that. But like a division game, it's, it's, it's like seven points. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel now. There's a COVID thing going on with the Vikings player. Who knows if that, what's going to happen there. I think I'm going to go with another pick that I don't like. And, and that's my, that's my favorite thing to do, Pat. When you have a team that you hate, like you just don't want to click submit. You just, you put the bet in, you put your one unit, your two units, how you feeling and you click submit, and it just, like, hurts a little bit. You cringe. This is that team for me again. When I bet for them, when I bet against them, it doesn't matter. But Chicago Bears, plus five, home against the Saints. Crap weather. What does Drew Brees look like in in the rain, cold, disgusting Chicago? I don't know. There's always been words about Drew Brees outdoors not being as well. I don't know if the data backs it up. I'm using more anecdotal stuff here. I just like the Bears to cover five. Their defense is good. Who knows what's happening with Michael Thomas? Is he playing? Is he not? I don't know. We still don't know. Uh, And I just haven't loved the Saints much this year. They have the, you know, veteran savviness to come out with victories like they did against the Panthers last week, but I don't feel like they put any team away. And do I trust the Bears offense to beat the Saints? Absolutely not. This is not one of the underdogs where I'm going to also take the money line. I'm not going to do it. But the Bears are a team that you hate watching because their offense is disgusting, but their defense is really good, and Nick Foles can make one or two plays in a game to keep this close. Bears plus five is a little too big for me. If it was three, even obviously if it was two and a half, I'd probably go Saints, no problem. But five is too big. I like the Bears. Yep. I would, that was a game I was going to take, and that's one where you also have to monitor through Sunday because I know Allen Robinson, there's question marks around him. There's question marks around um, a couple of other players on Chicago. So that's the only reason that led me to go off that one. But there's a there's probably going to be a lot that changes with those two teams in the next 24 to 48 hours. But I, I do like the pick either way. Absolutely. Pat, what are you thinking? Uh, 10 and 0 for us in the first week, huh? 
Dude, absolutely. No, seriously. I mean, I know, <laughs> hey, I know for you guys out there listening, guys and girls listening, you think, well, what is this? Pat's doing, he's got to add all these numbers together. I know it's sometimes it's a little hard to do a little math instead of just picking the box that's on your sportsbook app. But trust me, I have been crushing these and I sucked last year on football. So a little bit of humbling, I'm being honest. If we had Six more time, seven. I'd make you tell the story about your uh, debut on WFAN Airways. With, with, oh, JJ's with JJ's picks. We can tell that. We can tell, hey, I came back next week and I crushed the Eagles pick, though. So I did make up for that last year. There you go. But again, <laughs> use your, if you use DraftKings, again, you can basically get anything on the spread that's under minus 275 odds, anything on the over under minus under 275 odds. So I've been doing that, combining them together on the same game, and it's been, it's been working. So yeah, thank, I, me, thank me on Monday morning. There we go. And I, I uh, mentioned on our regular pod that the super teaser has not been nice to me. This season has not been nice to me, which is uh, not exactly why I, I didn't mention one on this podcast right now. We just didn't have time. We got we ran out of time. Uh, but maybe I'll throw something out on Twitter, on Instagram separately. The straight picks have been have been much more consistent. I will say that. Uh, so, Pat, our first week of picks on the pod in the book, Subway Sports Talk. How you feeling? You, you feeling good? You feeling like you laid out everything you needed to? You got everything out? Yep, I'm feeling five and zero. How, how about that? Let's uh, let's do it then, and we'll we'll cash some tickets. We'll recap it on the pod uh, following week, and we'll have some fun with it. Everybody, enjoy your Sundays as always. Enjoy your Mondays. Stay safe. This this COVID thing, as you can tell from football, as you can tell from these games that we're talking about, is still out there. Wear a mask. I don't know. Do something. Don't get too close to people. It's uh, I don't know. Anyways, shout out to James Merlis. If you are watching the video of this or looking at it on Instagram, this little thing right here, my buddy James Merlis from high school. Fantastic job drawing this Subway Sports Talk canvas up. It looks awesome. Shout out to him. Jay Merlis Art on Instagram. Hit him up. He does great work. For Pat Boyle, I'm Pete Kennedy. Thanks all for listening. Cheers.